What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hernishan, joined as always by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, Devin the Verified Jackson. Devin, how you doing today, bro? Pretty good, man. Uh, Monday afternoon. Better than last week? Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, of course, the, the news still stings. And, and we freaking tried to wait until, <laughs> you know, conferences cancel the season. And they were like, nah, actually, we're going to do it. Tuesday afternoon and just drop the news on y'all and we're going to destroy everybody's Monday night recording podcast that said that we might be canceling the season and then they just did it. So, yeah. but, but I mean, it, it's a new week. Uh, we still maybe have football on the horizon. Um, so we got some conferences that are still getting ready. I mean, you know, you see it on Twitter. Uh, the two things going on right now. You got college football practices, and then you got NFL opening training camp and overreactions from fans. Uh, I've oh, been seeing I've been seeing a ton of Denver Broncos content on my timeline. Oh a yeah, ton, a Broncos ton. Twitter is they, they they go viral, man. Um, but you were, you were talking about how the, the like the uh, uh, Big Ten and the Pac-12 decided basically right after we were done recording to just say nope, no football. I had that happen today. Uh, you know, you can find my, my SEC West article, uh, sorry, my SEC West preview article on uh, bluechipscounting.com. There's my plug. Um, it was so big, I initially tried to do all of the SEC in one article, and by the time I finished, um, oh, geez, by the time I got to South Carolina, I was already at 6,000 words and well no one wants to read a novel so I had to split it into two did it division by division so I did the SEC West and I talked about LSU and I was excited to watch Kerry Vincent Jr. transition from Mm. being a slot guy to being outside guy and he just literally Devin I'm not kidding 15 minutes after that article went live he opted out 15 minutes See, this dude couldn't have even waited a day to make it completely obsolete. I spent like three sentences hyping him up, and he's just like, I see what you did, Mike, because obviously he reads my content. And was like, I see it. Uh, oh, I hear potential top 100 pick. Done. Done. I'm out. Let's go. He hit that magic, Johnson. He's like, I'm not going to be, be here. Year. I'm not going to be here. Yeah, so uh, I mean, obviously to break it down, you know, I'm I'm I was excited about him this season too, but I understand that this isn't the only uh, opt out we've seen in recent days. You saw Kennedy Brooks, uh, even though the Big Twelve was was gonna play, he opted out. We don't know what his status is gonna be, whether he's gonna go to the the draft or is he gonna stay another season at Oklahoma. But man, Oklahoma's backfield is looking pretty empty. They lost oh, yeah. Trey Sermon to Ohio State. And then Ohio State said, nah, we're not playing football this fall. And then his former team, the, the his backup or whatever he was going to be, he said, I'm I'm not playing either. So Spencer Rattler is going to be a leading rusher right now. Yeah, definitely. You know what? You made So I just want the people to know that, I don't know, I, I, I went back and obviously last week there was a lot of negative energy on the podcast. There was a lot. Obviously, we knew the inevitable was coming and it's come. But I went back and I listened to some of the older podcasts, and you could tell even with you and me specifically, the voice, like, the energy kind of, we were trying to play it up. I got to say, I've been on this week off right now. Uh, I got five out of six days off. Um, 
I feel really rejuvenated. And like today, I literally did not a damn thing. Like I legitimately have not done anything, and I still feel really good. Uh, so hopefully this kind of carries through. That little, you know what, people, you need to take a little refresher week. Like hell, oh. tomorrow, I'm literally test driving cars and uh, getting a tattoo done. So you know, you you need some some time every now and then. Uh, so hopefully the podcast gets a little bit more enthusiastic because as someone who myself, I get incredibly bored by my own voice. Uh, <laughs> I can only imagine someone who doesn't know me and how bored they would get listening to my kind of monotone yeah. uh, voice at times, especially when I, when I get a little bit more tired. So I'm trying to bring a little bit more enthusiasm to it. And what's more, you want to talk excitement, Devin? Let's talk about the conference we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we've done the Power Five. We've done it all. Hell, two of the conferences aren't even playing this year. It's a good thing we got them done when yeah. we did. We sh- those are kind of the first two. One of the first two we did. We did what Big Twelve, then uh, I think Pac Twelve, and then Big Ten. Yeah. So we've so. done th- those ones. Well, let's talk small school guys then. AAC, yes. the American Athletic Come Conference. On, man. They're still they're still going. They're still going, and they got some dudes. Dudes. And they got some good teams. First and foremost, you want to talk about the competitiveness of of the American Athletic Conference. There were four ranked teams in the top 25 at the end of last year. Compare that to the ACC, there was Clemson, and that was it. Yeah, the the depth in the ACC is is horrible. But yeah, the AAC man, they they have some talent. Um, you know, first team that comes to mind is Memphis. Uh, you got Kenneth Gainwell, uh, who he, Let's talk about top, kind of for a he's, minute. He's man. a he's a top five running back, no like hands down. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, and he, he, there's just so much he can do in the open field, man. Like the one clip that I, I posted of him, he literally did a spin move and and just didn't break stride. Like that's incredibly difficult. Like it reminded me so much of Braxton Miller's spin. Like it it just simply flawless. So. He can do it in between tackles. He can do it outside, and he was doing all this while rotating at running back. And like he, he was a red, he was a redshirt freshman last year. And and he he didn't even get all the carries. Like he wasn't even starting some of the games. So it's like just thinking about what he can do when he when he has twenty five to thirty touches a game and can just wear down a defense, a home run hitter. Like it. It's insane, but yeah, he he's the first person that comes to mind when you yeah. think, of, think well, about the AAC. Let, let, let me talk about Kenneth Gainwell because I mean, obviously, when, when you think about Memphis, one of the first things you think about is Journey Brown and Pat Frymuth just running over that defense. I mean, that is honestly the first thing I, I've been thinking about because, well, I'm, that was some of the best. That was things just to watch. disrespectful. That was just, just, just straight up disrespectful. That was straight up mean. Like hurt their feelings to quote uh, to quote Gus Johnson. Um, but Kenneth Gainwell was doing a lot of the same to Penn State. Yeah, he was. He was uh, gashing him. As a redshirt freshman, I mean, our guy Dante Colinelli has him as running back one. Honestly, I can't. I can't argue with that. Um, uh, see, I can, but I have him like I have him RB five. You said top five. Yeah. I would agree. And I mean, I am updating my big board to be closer to a top 100, so that when I feel probably at around Labor Day, like it's time to drop that. Kenneth Gainwell comes in at 54 overall. I I got him as RB3 right now. Uh, Don't you I, dare say you've got him over my son. Who? You know. 
Najee? No, my son. Oh, Chuba, yeah, I'm sorry. He, he's RB5 for me. I'm looking for a I'm new sorry. co-host right now. I am looking for <laughs> he, he's a RB5, new... He's RB5, man. I'm going to uh, reach through this screen and slap the crap out of you right I now. Got, I got... In, <laughs> I got... I got... I have officially broken Devin, and he can't quite work right now. Yeah, I got not, I got Etienne, Najee Harris, <laughs> Cadewell, uh, Journey Brown, <laughs> and Chuba Hubbard as RB5 right now. That's what I got. But, yeah, Gamewell, uh, tremendous talent. Uh, I think, you know, if, if he's, you know, obviously if the AAC plays football this this season, he's going to be uh, a front runner to to move up the rankings. I mean, oh, definitely. You, you Jody Brown ain't there going to be hey, Jody Brown ain't going to be getting any carries. That's my biggest concern of him. Uh, I, I did an article the the Big Ten uh, Big Ten guys that most need a season. I think he needs another season uh, where he's the lead back uh, and he shows that is this isn't just a you know a one year thing like. At the same time, like, while I want his durability to stay there and him not endure another season, you want to see another season from Journey Brown to see him take that next step, especially as a receiving back as well. I think he has potential to to put it all together and be a complete back, but he hasn't had the opportunities, and Penn State really doesn't use utilize his, uh, their running backs to the best of their capabilities. So that's my base concern with Journey Brown, but... Gainwell, I mean, you see the receiving prowess as well, uh, and to go along with uh, his ability to, to uh, make defenders miss an open field and its acceleration. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, but Memphis has some other guys. I mean, they got Demonte Coxie, who's going to be asked to fill the role of taking over for uh, Antonio Gibson. I think he he's not going to be quite the same type of player where Gibson was, where. He was like wide receiver slash running back, kind of do it all. He's just a straight up wide receiver. He's pretty good, um, but in saying that, pretty good in this class and is equating to like yeah, round four, like round five. Wide receiver twenty. Yeah, yeah man. I'm a, <laughs> like, dude. Uh, for comparison, we 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 hear people talk about like Ch- uh, Tutu Atwell uh, or Tamori and Terry as like you know. Guys that are modeled after some guys we've seen taken in like the top 50 in the last years. Tamor and Terry is wide receiver 13, and Tutu Atwell is wide receiver 15. Like, we're talking about like a historically deep wide receiver class, and we're coming off of a historically deep wide receiver class. To, to me, pretty much wide receiver 8 through 15 are pretty interchangeable. I think yep. there's like, there's like six or seven guys that are just above the rest. And then everybody else kinds of fall, kind of falls falls in line, and then it's more of a preference. Like, who do you want? What type of receiver you want? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, like I found that. They're they're like probably like I said, seven or eight guys that just are just it doesn't matter like I the will order tell you. necessarily, but they're they're just in a league of their own. Basically, from if you want to talk eight through fifteen, for me that's from Frank Darby to. To Tutu Atwell. Exactly. So it's based on preference. What, what do you want a receiver? Because all of them have deficiencies somewhere, like yeah. whether it be size, uh, catchability, uh, you know, uh, catch radius, things along those lines. So uh, I think Coxie, he, like you said, he's probably a fourth, fifth rounder right now, but Six he's going to get drafted. He's going to yeah. get drafted. Yeah. 6'3", 200. 
uh, coming off of two straight thousand yard receive, uh, receiving seasons. And that's the thing. Memphis may have lost their head coach. Um, it was, it was Norvell, right? Yep. Mike Norvell. Yeah. Mike Norvell to, to Florida State. But they just promoted the offensive coordinator to head coach. The system's not changing. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be the same system, which means he, and especially there's going to be an uptick in, um, in production now because there's less to go around. Uh, now again, a lot of his production is based off of the spacing because Memphis is basically just spread you out as wide as possible. Yeah, the the receiver <laughs> splits are pretty ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I was watching Cincinnati tape uh, against Memphis, and they literally had the receivers on the numbers. Oh yeah, and they were now, on the hash. Have you seen Have you seen the the left tackle from Memphis? Uh, I have watched a little bit of him. Yes. All right. So oh. I'm probably going to butcher this name, and I apologize. Uh, it's not ex- names are not a strength of mine, which is ironic given that I have a last name that everyone struggles with. Um, Obina as Ezi. I I know I screwed that up. His last name is literally this E Z E. Or sorry, sorry. A lot of our our listeners are American. E Z E. I I'm. Tr- at this point, I'm trying to make you laugh, too. Um, so, yeah, he was uh, – he, he's played left tackle for them. 6'8", uh, 315. Um, grew up playing soccer in Nigeria. Uh, came to the States in, I want to say, high school. Picked up uh, playing offensive tackle. And uh, the kid's got good movement skills. Uh, you know, he kind of – listen – there was that kid from from Houston last year whose name I'm drawing a complete blank on now. The left tackle. Oh, yeah. Jones, right? Yeah, uh, Josh Jones. Josh Jones. Yeah, that's what I thought his name was, and I completely forgot. Josh Jones. He kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, a poor man's Josh Jones, in a way, mm-hmm. in that he's not ready to play right away. He yeah. needs good coaching. But, like, he's probably round three, round four. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I like him more than I like Walker Little, but I like a lot of players a lot more than I like Walker Little. Because Walker Little's bad at football. Uh, (laughs) I'm just calling it how I see it. I really am. I'm just calling it like I see it. Week off, Mike is very relaxed and just calling his shots. Yeah. But, yeah, another really good player from Memphis. Uh, And then they've got a slot corner. He's playing on the outside, but there's no way he's playing on the outside at the next level. And that's TJ Carter. This dude is 5'8", so there is not a chance in hell he's playing on the outside. No, 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 no. no. Um, Had a great freshman and sophomore year. He's a senior now. He has not played well the last couple years. He... He's he's seen a downtick in production. He gets kind of beat up a little bit now. Teams have kind of caught on to him and how to beat him. Yeah, he needs to go in the slot. Yeah, he needs to go in the <laughs> slot. Uh, I they gotta just don't say, have the athletes there to do it. I gotta say, we talked about the SEC having having some amazing names. Um, like I said, Memphis has some good names on their own, and I don't mean like in terms of talent. I mean just in terms of the all name team. They got a dude named Wardalis Duckworth. What a name! That that's a that's a name. That is definitely that is. You know what? I I, I really pray he has a nickname. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, but again, I think Memphis is probably top of top of the AAC. You would say? 
Yeah, I think they're they're definitely in the running. I think it's them, uh, UCF, and probably Cincinnati are the top choice. Right yeah. Now. Well, let's get into to UCF. So obviously, okay, behind the curtain, I hated UCF like two, three years ago. I think everybody did. <laughs> People either were like, "Yeah, give them Bama," or we're like, "Yeah, national give champs. them national champs," because we went undefeated. Oh, but yeah. Man. Did, did you Listen, face a single team that was ranked? Doesn't matter. Like, I remember, actually, yeah, it does. You know, I want to thank. Hold on, I need, I need a, I need a moment. Um, I want, I would like <laughs> to thank UCF because they, um, re, re, like, they really unleashed Joe Burrow. Yeah. They, they really unleashed him because they, they knocked Kevin, him into the, the next LSU week. fan loves knocked, UCF now. They knocked him into next week after that, that pick six. He got murdered. <laughs> literally destroyed and well, after after that game he played after that hit he's played lights out ever since every single game oh yeah um now again like i said i hated ucf two years ago because they were on this constant need for attention mm-hmm. and how they were being slept on and not being put in like the top 15 it's like because you're an American Athletic Conference team. Right. And that's the thing. It's not even like it was last year where it was a very deep conference. We're talking about when it was at its absolute weakest. Yeah, Cincinnati like, wasn't good. Yeah, it was like them and nobody else. Yeah, exactly. Everybody else was like seven and six. Yeah, like it was bad. But now, you know, hey, they came off of a decent year last year. I think they won nine or ten games. They actually, they've got some guys. Now, um, uh, who was the, the, the dude that like completely destroyed his knee? That was playing quarterback. Mackenzie Milton. Mackenzie Milton. Thank you. Oh my God! I Listen, was watching I don't that know game if he's live. Ever play again, but they've still got him listed on this death chart right here. He's still trying to come back. Yeah, he's, he's about to go at full that, Alex Smith. And that was disg- disgusting. Yeah, it was bad. I, but Dylan Gabriel, he stepped in well for them last year. Now, I believe he's draft eligible this year. Maybe not, because our lads is listing him as a as a uh, as a sophomore. Even still, he's small, man. Holy crap, dude's only 180 pounds. Holy crap. Yeah. It, uh, but they got some, they got some <laughs> they got some good players. Um, you know, they lose uh, Gabe Davis to the NFL, which is obviously going to suck. But I mean, they have Trey Nixon, who is a transfer from Mississippi. That's a bizarre school to change. He probably, yeah, you know what? He actually went up in prestige, going from Mississippi to UCF. Um, but. Listen, UCF, they don't really have a lot on offense. They, they really don't. They, they have Otis Anderson and Greg McRae, a good one-two, you know, tandem at running back. Their strength is actually their secondary. Uh, Antoine Collier, really good, um, free safety, chance to be drafted. Richie Grant. I was hearing this guy's name as a sleeper last year. Uh-huh. And when I watched the film, he never really popped. Like, yeah. he'll show up for an occasional tackle, but he doesn't really do much that's overly impressive. And you kind of wonder whether or not he's just kind of going to be a special teams guy for his career. Yeah, uh, it, it's not looking too, too promising for him. But, I mean, it seems like every year they're they're pumping somebody out in the NFL. So, you know, got to give them credit for that. But, yeah, it it's not, it's not great for them. I would say great for his chances. I think he's, like you said, special teams guy. Uh, you know, work his way up, kind of the depth chart. Uh, but yeah, I this mean, they're 
exploded a couple years ago, man. They had like Mike Hughes, Shaq, and uh, Shaquille and Shaquille Griffin. Uh, like they were just loaded. Now, not so much in terms of NFL talent, but they'll still definitely be competing. Uh, Cincinnati, they Cincinnati has a guy for each of us. Yeah, one is not draft eligible. Absolutely, one is. I'll let you start with your guy since he's not. My Gardner, man. Oh my God, this dude's this dude's the real deal. Freshman. Uh, I want to say he led the team in picks as a freshman. Uh, had a pick six. I mean, it. I was watching his film like he was. I think that was against the ECU that he got. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. He had the game winning pick six on one of my one of my other guys, and that was devastating. I don't even know why he threw that pass. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he he's good, man. He's gonna be a good one for the 2022 class. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and put a little mini flag into into his name. Uh, so make sure you guys mark down the date. Uh, was it August 17, 2020? I said Ahmad Gardner is my guy. Okay. So I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and put that, I'm gonna put that out there, uh, for everybody that jumps on after. Like, I, I had it in 2020, so. Alright, let me talk about Desmond Ritter a bit. Now this kid, this kid, he's a quarterback. Uh, he, he popped out a little bit for me in a blowout loss. We're talking about the Ohio State game. I watched it live, and, I gotta say, I was not expecting a lot from Cincinnati. Here's the thing. Being a college football fan like, like I was growing up, like, I remember when Cincinnati and those schools were part of the Big East and the Big East got an automatic bowl bid. So seeing, like, Cincinnati be in this, like, small school group of five, it is kind of it's sad. Weird. It's weird. It's weird. And it's uncomfortable. And the AAC in terms of geogra- geography makes absolutely no sense because how is Ohio, how is a team from Ohio, a team from Connecticut, a team from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Orlando, all in the same conference. Doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, they, I don't understand it, but like I said, it, Anyways. It's, it's them. So, But, uh, you know, Desmond Ritter, he caught my eye. Listen, he he's a very safe quarterback. He's not going to cost you any games. He may not win you very many games. He's got definite early backup potential. And he has a hell of a arm. He does. He does. Now, again, I think he's kind of like a career 58, 59% completion percentage. I, I can pull this up right now. Hang on. Desmond Ritter. Uh, yeah, he had 18 touchdowns last year, nine picks. Uh, his, ooh, man. Yeah, his completion percentage last year went down quite a bit uh, from uh, 62% to 55. Ooh. That's a hefty drop, but you really got to wonder whether it's somewhere in between, which would be kind of like that 58, 59. He needs work. He's he's yeah. far from a completed pro- uh, project, but I'd be way more willing to take Desmond Ritter in round four than I am to take Jamie Newman or Kyle Trask in round two or three. Yeah, in yeah. In fact, I, get, I have I, him I ahead of both of those guys. Yeah, I, I get, I definitely get that. Uh, our guy, uh, Corey Kinnon, uh, on Twitter, Mr. Get a Load of This Guy, uh, he, he charted, he charted Ritter, uh, he charted Ritter and, and said that he literally wouldn't throw the ball across the middle, uh, from yeah. watching three or four games. So if that, if he has that, if he has that part of the, to his game and is willing to, to take those risks and throw the ball over the middle, I think he could, he could definitely rise. He has the, the arm talent. Um, he can he can throw it 
as far as anyone in this class, but now good it's about good athlete too. Yeah, uh, now it's about putting it together and, and really progressing the next step for him. The next step for him is the tight window throws, the uh, timing over the middle throws, things like that. Because I mean, it's it's nice to be able to throw sideline to sideline, but you know that's not that's where you don't make most of your money. You know, you gotta you gotta attack the middle of the field, uh, and I think that's definitely a woman. Uh, you know, an area he needs to improve upon. Um, yeah, but it, the Cincinnati team in general is is uh, exciting for sure. Uh, oh, one definitely. more guy, one more guy I want to bring up, uh, safety Javon Hicks. Uh, he actually led the team last year with five interceptions. Uh, he's see, a, see, he's a, our he's lads a, has him listed as a backup, so I got very confused for a second. Yeah, so their defense is really weird because I watched Ahmad Gardner on defense and they rotate their secondary. Uh, it's a very strange. I don't. I, I need to dive deeper into what Cincinnati does defensively, but a lot of their corners and safeties, they're they're like rotating all the time, and it. I don't know if they're in a three three five or what, but it's very strange to watch it on film. Yeah, they, they, that that's one thing I definitely got a, 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 a the same feeling for when I was watching is that I really didn't understand what was going on on their defense. Uh, but yeah, like Cincinnati just Luke Fickle, good coach. Josh Heupel, good coach. We'll have to see what happens with Memphis with their new coach. But like, that's the thing. It just takes really good coaching in the AAC. You don't need to have a stud roster. Um, one team that a lot of people were very disappointed by last year has to be Houston because there was so much. I mean, come on, man. Disappointing. Dana Holgerson. This dude's supposed to taking a step down. To, you know, uh, to the American Athletic Conference. I know he wanted the recruiting pipeline of having Texas that he probably couldn't get at West Virginia. No, but I... this team just was really disappointing. Um, obviously losing Derek King. They have Marquez Stevenson, who is like the one guy that I would think of that is on NFL rosters, but, <laughs> or NFL radar, sorry. But <clears throat> the rest of the team, just nothing stands out. Nothing yeah. stands their, out. Their defense was horrendous last year. That's all I know. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> but that's a Dana Dana Holgerson team. Shocker! Uh, Bad defense coming out coming out of a Dana Holgerson team. You mean the understudy of Mike Leach doesn't really believe in defense? I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Temple. Let's talk about Temple now. Obviously, they lost Quincy Roach, mm-hmm. which Roche. I think it's Roche. Yeah. Now, that's a big loss. Yeah, that's huge. Especially I wonder, him joining forces with Miami. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to affect the... Oh, boy, Devin, say a prayer for me to try to get this one. Uh, the nose tackle... I, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <clears throat> Ifiani Maije? I, I know I didn't say that right. I'll have... Dante is going to have to He's going to be like, look... He's gonna tweet as soon as he hears this. Let's oh, say yeah. the, the the twenty the twenty six fifty nine mark. Oh yeah. Go ahead and, and go ahead and tag him and be like, listen in about that time and, and tell us uh, how to pronounce his name. Yeah. That's their guy, uh, Anthony Russo, the quarterback. I went in with absolutely zero expectations with him, mm-hmm. and I came away quite impressed. Now I do not believe what our lads are showing me right now. It's with him being six two and two fifty three. Oh, God, no. He has no. to be, like, 230. Uh, Temple's official website has him at 235 and 6'4". Yeah. So... Listen, that that's always the biggest... 
I don't discrepancy. know where 2255 came from. Maybe a combine? Um, that, he sounds like a linebacker. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this team, it doesn't really matter who's the head coach there, whether it's Matt Rule, whether it's Jeff Collins, whether it's Rod Carey. They just seem to get the best out of these teams. They don't need the best star talent. And now, granted, I mean, there were teams that with Temple that had Robbie Anderson, that had um, uh, Matt Ioannidis, like some really guys that went on to be good NFL players on it. Yeah. But like, they don't need to be loaded with talent. They've 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 got talent on the team. They're they're gonna have to replace Matt Hennessy. Yeah, they. The thing about Temple is that like they're just mentally tough. Like yeah. They're, they're, they're Philly, just saying, they're Philly tough as as yeah. Uh, they they remind me a lot of uh, not in terms of like winning championships or anything like but like the Spurs like they're just always there and relevant and they they're gonna make you work for their wins like it seems like every time like a big like a, a ranked team comes in there or plays them it's a slugfest like they make everything a slugfest. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of Russo as well. Uh, I'm not not as high on him as others, uh, but he, he's pretty good. Um, I feel like him and like Ritter are kind of like in that same area. Like they they have some talent, uh, but they're not necessarily going to be guys that are going to step in and start at the next level. But they can be like solid mid to late round quarterbacks. Okay, so you you say that now? Obviously, you know I have Ritter ahead of guys like Spencer Sanders, Jimmy yeah. Newman, Kenny Pickett, Kyle Trask, DTR. Mm-hmm. Russo or Jamie Newman? Who I would pick? Yes. I'm not a Jamie Newman fan, so I'm picking Neither Russo. Neither am I. Um, I don't know if there's just something that turned me off about their offense. Like, I just don't like that really ridiculous delay handoff. And, like, there were games where he looked pretty good, but it was just, like, it was just nothing supremely impressive. Does that make sense? Like, oh, yeah. he's, he's like an athletic quarterback that can make throws down the field, but on a down-to-down basis, it, there's inaccuracy. Uh, there's, you know, not making the right, right reads, uh, forcing passes. There's a lot of that on his film. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it's like he, he works better out of structure, but like when he's like in structure, like unless it's like a predetermined uh, like route combination or a predetermined read, like when he actually has to go through progressions, it, it's not always the cleanest thing. So. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I get that. I get that. Now, here's the problem as soon as we start talking about the AAC is that we talked about how it's very good at the top. It stops being good after a certain amount. Yeah, it does. Is because like I'm like Navy. Obviously, a lot of these guys can't be like NFL ready because you know the services. Um, but like, okay, let's talk about ECU because they have a surprising amount of NFL talent considering how bad this this team is. Yeah. That, By the way, did the, you know that that ECU plays in front of a fifty thousand seat stadium? Yeah. What? Yeah, they, for some some reason, there are a lot of ECU fans. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to trying to ruffle feathers or anything like that, but they have fans. Like legit, they, I did not fans. I did not expect that whatsoever when I was looking at it. But let's let's talk about their team because I mean, okay, 
like, let's be more specific. Let's talk about their offense because their defense ain't got nothing. <laughs> I want to say, yeah, there is one side of the ball. They have a couple guys. The other side, nah. But, right. uh, yeah. Let's start with Colt, with Holt Nailers. It's, it's Ailers, right? A H. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, see, there I go with last names again. Uh, six three two thirty five. Really, kind of that Sam Ellinger build. Yeah. Which is not exactly a compliment. You might need to slip <laughs> down a bit, man. No, because when you're that broad in the shoulders, your throwing release is going to be wonky, and that's yeah. the one thing I, I mean, found with him and Sam Ellinger is that yeah, they have plus, that kind of wonky release. Yeah. Only he's the, he's got uh, yeah, he's left-handed as well of being left-handed, which is an, which is an added disadvantage. Balls coming out a different way. Now, considering we hadn't seen a left-handed quarterback drafted in a decade before Tua. Yeah, that was crazy. That like, was crazy. as someone who's left-handed, as someone who's left-handed, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. Honestly, the thing with, like, left-handed quarterbacks, it's just so difficult to, like, everything is backwards. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Every, the, the ball spins the, the you know, uh, a different way, the protections are flipped. I, I understand that. Yeah, so, like, finding him was, like, it was already intriguing. Like, you're already, like, grasped, grasped and, uh, you know, he brings you in because he's left-handed. You know, mm-hmm. that's something unique, something you really don't see that often. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, to me, it's, like, his balls, like, they come with a lot of velocity, but when you look at it on film, like, it looks like it's floating. Does this make... Does that make sense? Like, oh, it's yeah. it's not like crisp. It's not like a Trevor Lawrence bullet. Like, it's it's different. To me, it's like it, it's kind of like Justin Fields' delivery. Like, in terms of like his pass, never seem like they have a a ton of steam on them, but you know they're coming fast. So like that kind of reminds me of that. But I, I like him as as a definitely a mid like probably like fifth rounder. Probably I see Ehlers, uh if that fifth or sixth rounder. I'm like he's my guy, but I'm gonna be realistic about his like you know chances and opportunity in the NFL. Uh, but he has he has some. I don't want to use arm talent. Like he he can throw from a variety of platforms and he can create like it's kind of like a like Alex Smith esque in terms of being able to create and being able to escape. Like it's not anything like spectacular. It's not Mahomes spectacular or anything like that, but like he does just enough and he can manipulate the pocket and move around the pocket because I mean, outside, I believe his left or right tackle. One of them are, is really good, but the, the protection in general was not great from last year. The protection was not great, but he did have a lot of help from his left tackle, who was going to be the next guy to talk about, which is Deontay Smith. Uh, 6'4", 290, needs to put on a little bit of size. Like, I'm, I'm, he looks smaller on, on film, so you kind of hope he, he kind of bull- Jesus. Okay, ECU had him listed at 6'4", 275. <laughs> Good lord. Playing left tackle. Okay. Uh, so yeah, definitely needs to bulk up a bit. Uh, but you know, he, he's a very smooth mover. Uh, he's a lot better in pass protection than he is in run blocking for the simple, simple reason that he's not having to go head on. He's having to use a lot more technique in his kick slide and his technique is actually rather good. He's, he's actually got a very powerful punch even when he's, when he's kick sliding and moving backwards as opposed to moving forwards. Yeah, he, that being solid. said, this dude, he's still very raw yeah. and, 
but I mean, Jim Nagy mentioned him as a senior bowl guy. Chip. He, he's watching. Listen, I know uh, Ehlers isn't a senior bowl guy, but I would like to see him at the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, uh, then, I ahead. mean, the wide receiver you know, uh, group that they've got. They've got the son of Ricky Prohl, uh, Blake Prohl, mm-hmm. who, I mean, he's just like Pop, 6'1", 185, great route runner, good hands, great not slot. fast at all. Great, great slot. slot wide receiver. And then they got C.J. Johnson. Bro, that catch Bro. he had against Cincinnati was ridiculous. 6'2", 230. That is where, a very where they, big... Where do they get these guys from? What, like... Sick, like, Ehlers, like, what, 240? He's 230? Like, what? <laughs> now, keep in mind, that's from our lads. What, what, what's he listed on on the site? Okay, he's even bigger according to ECU. He's 6'2", 235 according to the school. God. And he's got bunnies, man. He's got yeah. bunnies. Yeah, uh, he, yeah this is ECU is going to be a sneaky good team. Well, they're going to be a sneaky good offense. I don't know about their defense. I was about to say, I don't know about team. The offense is going to score a lot, but... They're not stopping anybody defensively. Nope. Uh, speaking of really good offenses, remember that really bad week we had last year when there was no good matchups? You remember that one, right? Was it the SMU week, right? SMU and yeah, Memphis? Yeah, SMU Memphis being, being college game day. And I know that because the best Big Ten game we had to talk about that week was uh, Michigan and Northwestern. Something ridiculously bad and boring like that? Yeah, it was bad. But yeah, we're talking uh, about SMU next, I'm assuming. Let's talk about SMU, yes. Um, yeah, Shane Bouchelle. He's done some he's good fun. stuff since leaving since leaving Texas. He's fun. Uh, he's put he's, on some he's size. He, uh, he's, he was small when he was a Texas man. He was, he was listed at like six, okay, he's... What is with our lads in these terrible listings? Because I'm looking at them now. Our lads has them at six three two ten. Would you like to guess what SMU has him listed at? Six two two twenty. No six one two zero five. So he's two inches shorter and smaller. I don't understand. So, anyways, he seems to be bigger now than he was when he was at Texas, and he's got a pretty nice deep ball, man. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. I mean, for sure. listen, he's not going to be, or at least he shouldn't, be asked to play straight away. He works wonders in that system. It's a good system. <laughs> I mean, he's got a very, seen... he's got his his wind up for his throws is so long though, which takes a lot of the momentum out of the throw. And he's just small. He's gonna be he's gonna be a good spot backup. Pretty much. Uh, uh yeah, it's, Robeson, it's... their wide receiver just torched Temple for like an entire day. What who was I watching? I can't remember who I was watching, but he was murdering a, a defense. Hold on, let me look at the stats. That, that would have been Temple. That would have been Temple. I don't know what defender it would have been uh last year, but he was just murdering a, a defensive back from Temple, I remember. I know it, you know what? You must have been watching Harrison Hand last year or something. For Temple? Yeah. And I don't think Reggie... I don't think I don't think that was a Temple game though. Oh no, he he did this to more than one te- more than one team. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, TCU. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He, 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 I was watching. I was, I was watching Gary Wallow uh, the other day. He was torching them. Oh my God, Temple. Eight for two fifty. Yeah. Eight for two fifty. He didn't even play the whole season. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah the, it was. A, it was the TCU game. He was. Yeah, they good. Good. Listen, um, I, I like Ardarius Washington and uh, Morig, but they they were getting bombed on that game. They were getting yeah, that was a bad game. I remember watching that on the Stadium in the Big 12. Uh, but yeah, like SMU, probably going to be somewhat competitive. I mean, the rest of the conference, man, the, I, I can literally just go team by team and pick out maybe one guy. Navy, yeah. we mentioned. I think, I think for Tulane two, two uh, running back, they had uh, Corey Dauphine, I think. I think that's, that's Tulane's running back. Uh, yes, yes, I am seeing that. Uh, the Texas Tech transfer. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I, don't I, I haven't gotten to Tulane yet, but I know he, he's fun. Like he's they, fun. They, they lost their big play guy at last year at Darnell Moon. Yeah, who I also just didn't watch in time for the draft. Um, I didn't find no, out. No, till, I didn't find out about him until day two. Oh no, Tulane <laughs> has Patrick Johnson. Tulane has Patrick Johnson. They're they're edge rusher. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's pretty good from what I've seen. He's pretty yeah. good. Six two two fifty. Um, kind of a squatty build, but you know, with short arms, but he can get to you, man. He's he's pretty solid. I actually I like his game. I need I'm waiting to to watch a little bit more of him. That might be what I do a little bit later tonight. Yeah, um, uh, I would I would say watch Corey Dauphine and uh, Edge Rusher. Those are the two guys for uh for Tulane. I think they have a left-handed quarterback too. Hold on. No, they did. They did. They had the Jefferson kid or whatever. He's gone now, so now it's Keon ah. Howard, who is a transfer from Southern Miss. Yeah, they get a lot of transfers. Yeah, they, they do. A, they they had an LSU transfer on there. I think yep. that was a guy that was playing last year. Yeah, they yeah it was. Um, and then South Florida. Listen, I like Mike Hampton, who's their corner. Uh, he was he had a good season two years ago, and then last year he had well. A, Season reminiscent of everyone on South Florida, and he just was a no-show. God, Charlie Strong managed to completely flame out at South Florida. <laughs> no, like, I'm not even kidding. This is a guy that was, like, supposed to bring Texas back. And not only did he not bring back Texas, he went to, to USF, started 6-0, and and then for his entire tenure with South Florida, won 10 games in two seasons. He started 6-0, and and in two seasons won 10 games. Just embarrassing. Uh, they have Jeff Scott, who is the former offensive coordinator of Clemson. I remember when I was doing my perfect matchmaker uh, article way back when they were still looking, I said that they were going to hire uh, Tony Elliott, who was the other offensive coordinator at Clemson. Uh, so I got the position right, just not the right person. Um, they are being led by a quarterback that is 185 pounds. What's his uh, name again? Jordan McLeod. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Uh, the rest of the team, not very good. Mike Hampton, redshirt senior, man. This dude's going to be 23 by the time the combine rolls around. NFL not does a lot not of, love that. No, the NFL does not like playing, you know, uh, drafting uh, 23-year-old uh, corners. That's not a thing they like to do. I do want to finish on, on a high note, though. There is a kid that you and I both like 
out of Tulsa. He just, this dude's got some breakaway speed. Shamari Brooks. Oh, Nelly. So, yeah. uh, I started watching Tulsa because I wanted to check out their quarterback, and he's not good. Um, the, the former Baylor kid, Zach Smith. Yeah, no. Uh, absolutely not. He threw for a ton of yards, but when you turn on the film, it's because of his athletes. Uh, one of them, Shamari Brooks. Like you say, you got breakaway speed. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Puka Williams. Uh, got that type of build as a running back. Uh, not really big, but small and fast. Uh, more of like a scat back. Uh, and, you know, has tremendous value in the receiving game. But yeah, Shamari Bruce, he has some real speed, man. Uh, that, that's definitely something that stood out on tape for Tulsa. Uh, so I think it's him. And then they, they have a receiver, I believe, that's pretty good. Uh, I had to look him up, but yeah, you can talk about Shamari Brooks some more. Yeah, man, I'm, I tweeted out uh, earlier. Uh, let me just see if I can go back and find the tweet. I think it was, was, was it two days ago we recorded this on Monday. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, he's got some scoop. Uh, I can't remember who this was against. I think was, yeah, this was against Memphis. He was largely why they were in that game. He yeah, took it like he was fifty to the. He took it about forty-five yards to the house and wasn't even touched. They couldn't even get a hand near him. Yeah, uh, the the guy I'm thinking now, about uh, had a had a big game against uh, Memphis as well as Keelan Stokes, the receiver. Ah, uh, yeah. Now here's the thing: I tweeted out that Shabari Sco- uh, Brooks has some scoot, and, and I misspelled his name. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's S H A M A R I, not S H O M A R I. Oh well. <sighs> Uh, yeah, this kid's going to be really good. Uh, definitely someone to keep your eye on in terms of the senior bowl. Rest of the team, not very good. They they, they had somebody drafted last year, didn't they? Yeah, they had tra- they had multiple. They had Travis Gibson, and there was another one that they had, uh, the defensive back. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, I can't even think of his name now. But yeah, yeah, yeah they hang had- on, I'm it up. Reggie Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Roberson, to be good. By the way, that's going to be a confusing game for me to, to have to watch later with SMU and Tulsa, having to watch Reggie Roberson go up against Reggie Robinson. The Battle, battle of Reggies, man. Battle of Reggies. Um, yeah, that's the AAC. They lost UConn this year, but I don't think they really care about that. Um this is a very weird conference, man. There's a lot of points scored, as you can tell. We didn't mention us. We mentioned precisely uh, three defensive players. They are the Big Twelve of the Group of Five. Yeah, very much so. There ain't no defense being played. Uh, however, this is kind of the breeding ground in terms of like the next, the next Power Five coaches. You look at Central Florida's got Josh Heupel. Uh, Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. He's going to be coached so quick. Memphis. They Memphis had Justin Fuente. They replaced him with Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell's now yeah been poached. That's Temple been, uh... had um, Matt Rule. Matt Rule left. Then in came Jeff Collins. Now Jeff Collins is coaching at Georgia Tech. These yeah, guys they... are going to get poached. Yeah, the AAC man is underrated in terms of you take a team to the top. Now, end. now I do root against SMU because Sonny Dykes was a terrible head coach for University of California, and I hold grudges. <laughs> Other than that, 
Hell, even Navy's head coach. Uh, uh, Niamh, uh, God, why do I keep setting myself his <laughs> last names? Ken Niamatoloto. Um, yeah, even he's been talked about in terms of like, if BYU were to, you know, were to, uh, move on, then he could be an option. Like, all of these guys, they're, I mean, Dana Holgerson, you, maybe, maybe, not likely, but maybe. This is an interesting conference. This is probably the most intriguing of any of the AAC, and it's also the most talented, because I'm sorry to fans of Appalachian State, the rest of that conference is pure garbage. The Conference USA, same thing. There's not a lot of talent in those. And I think I... Yeah, I, I, AAC I, is like... It's like the AAC, the Mountain West... Um, I miss that we're not going to see Boise this year, man. Yeah, I'm... Ah, oh, man... I wanted to see Colorado State, to be honest. I wanted to watch more of the Mac, man. Yeah, look. Let me redo that. Uh, It's the AAC, Mac, uh, Mountain West, and then everybody else in the G5. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Any last words before we get on out of here? Uh, Just continue following the work at Blue Chip Scouting, man. Uh, We're really pumping out some really good content right now. Uh, we got everybody pretty much chipping in. We got uh, Fornis back. I also want to give a shout out to Tyler Fornis. Uh, she got, got married. Yeah. She got married, man. Congrats on, on getting married. Uh, but he's back now in the fold. Uh, Dr. Calinelli's always been doing good work. Uh, Jared Feinberg, my other co-host, uh, he's doing solid work breaking down players. Uh, you, of course, you're getting this cover with the, the conference previews and, uh, you know, the breakdowns as well. Um, oh, you just wait to see what I got coming, man. Yeah, we, I, I got, got something. I got something that works once the SEC East is posted that that's gonna blow the people's minds. Yeah, so we're we're definitely excited about that. Uh, you know, uh, Harbaugh, I gotta give a shout out to him. Uh, he's been holding it down and and uh, you know getting us uh, ready for everything. So definitely giving a shout out to him. He's he's doing solid content as well. Uh, really, the whole team at Blue Chill Scouting, man, we're we're staying ahead of it, staying on it. Uh, so make sure you check out all the work at BlueChipScouting.com. Yeah, like you said, well, you, you took one of my plugs from me. Yeah, definitely. BlueChipScouting.com. Subscribe on YouTube at Blue Chip Scout. Oh, sorry, no, Blue Chip Scouting. Um, follow me on Twitter, MikeH underscore Draft. Follow Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter, Big Shots Pod. We are closing in on 200 followers. Uh, there is no special giveaway for when we do so. That'll come eventually with time, but, you know. Yeah, maybe we're like 500 or 1,000. 500 <laughs> Devin and I are broke, people. Don't expect too much. Um, what else? Yeah, like I said, uh, SEC West co- uh, preview is up. SEC East preview is almost done. I'm most of the way through, uh, you know, uh, what I need to do for my next uh, article. And yeah. let me let yeah. me give a couple let me get a couple more plugs too. Go for uh, it. We we've been on top of the the conference shutting down, so uh, you can check out the Mac uh, breakdown by uh, Dante Calinelli, the Mountain West done by me. Uh, I did the Big Ten as well. Dante did the Pac-12. Uh, like I said, check out Mike's uh, work. Uh, Andrew Harbaugh, he, he got he had a, a great piece about Arizona State uh, for. Trying to be a wide receiver, wide receiver university. Uh, 
Um, let's see what else am I missing. Uh, I think that's about it for in terms of recent content. Check out our uh, uh, blue chip scouting mock draft, which oh, may yeah, change. When, which may change again depending on who's opting out and and what's going on with that. Uh, but yeah, make sure to check all that out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, Devin, this was uh, episode forty-eight. We are very close. Fuck it, I might as well. You stuck with the with the podcast long enough. Uh, episode fifty. We're testing something. We're gonna go live. Uh, we're gonna do video. It's gonna be up on, on the um, up on the YouTube channel for Blue Chip Scouting as well. Um, yeah, I've set the office up. It's ready to go. Uh, that's something that we really wanted to try to do for the, the 50th episode. Um, and I might as well, it comes out in a week and a half, man. You like Madden. I like Madden. We had Andre on from Madden. I'm doing a, 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 uh, a draft class once Madden comes out to kind of give back to the people that read our articles, uh, and listen to our podcasts and have been very supportive to, you know, to us through this massive journey that you and I have had over the past year and, uh, you know, year and a bit now. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be on PS4. Um, I'm looking very excited to get my hands on Madden too. That's going to be the first thing I do actually is going to be putting together prospects for a draft class. Uh, details on that to come. I don't want to spoil it all right now. Uh, but yeah, guys, until next time, we'll see you around.